0: It was on that holy night that God caused something to happen in the skies hundreds and hundreds of miles away that explains why we are here tonight. God caused a galactic event to occur that caught the attention of Babylonian stargazing astrologers on purpose because God was reaching out. The question is, how would God get the attention of those who study the... uh, constellations and their alignment and galactic phenomenon. Those who chose to use astrology to navigate life decisions and to steer the decisions of others with subjective interpretations. How would he go about do that doing that? And as well, fulfill the scriptures in Psalm 874 that said, I will record Rahab Egypt, and Babylon among those who acknowledge me. There are three things that I want to share with you very quickly tonight that really grab my attention as the story continues from the manger. Out of Matthew chapter 2, let me read some verses from this text to you. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. When Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. As I said, three things jump out at me that I want to uh, share with you very quickly this morning. I'm surprised, first of all, again, by God's amazing grace. And what that simply means is the undeserved favor toward mankind. Uh, These wise men, these magi, were not altar boys. They were not the once-a-week churchgoers. These are Pagan New Agers uh, who um, you would not expect to see certainly in church. Least likely to be in church and certainly not to be seeking for a creator God. They guided their lives and others as they consulted with curious stellar alignments. Moved by omens and by sorcery. The complete opposite direction for those who please God by trusting in Him, the opposite lifestyle, relying on created things to chart the course of their lives. It's interesting that in the uh, ancient Chinese records, on or about 2,000 years ago, or a few years more than that, just slightly more years than that, the ancient Chinese records reveal that there were three years in a row where significant things happened in the stars, in the constellations. On the first of these three years, Jupiter and Saturn aligned three times the same year in the constellation uh, Pisces. Pisces, of course, is the uh, constellation that uh, references Israel. The year after that, the planets Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars aligned in that same constellation. Again, some sort of harbinger of Israel. The year following that, an unusual comet appeared in the constellation Capricornus. Capricornus associated with great kings. The Chinese called it a broom star. It was visible for 70 days. It appeared in the eastern sky. Interestingly, these magi who came to Jerusalem said, We are searching for his star. And when I looked at that, I wondered, how in the world would Babylonian magi, hundreds and hundreds of miles away, be asking for his star? How would they even know about him? That's the second thing that amazes me. Not only that God's amazing grace reached out hundreds and hundreds of miles to pagan Gentiles, but the amazing reality that... That God is so incredibly creative to make himself known to people. The story gets more fascinating. In fact, around 600 BC, 600 years before Christ, God's word had come to Babylon. The place where the Magi came from. Babylon had taken Israel captive. And in that captivity, they had brought the word of God, the Torah of God with them. The great prophet Daniel had so distinguished himself in those in that era and so established the credibility of God's word that the ancient Babylonians had come to terms with the fact that there was a prophesied Messiah to come in Israel. But the story gets even more interesting than that. 800 years before that or 1400 years BC, there's a text tucked away in the Torah, Numbers, 2417 that says this a star will come out of Jacob or Israel a scepter will rise in Israel but Edom will be conquered 1400 years before Christ imagine a promised Messiah ancient astrologers touched by the Torah In fact it says in the word of God in the Psalms the heavens declare the glory of God And so we have this amazing reality, mark this down and think this through, think this through carefully, that God gave his word to Babylon in 600 BC and at that time he already had a galactic event scheduled, recorded in 1400 BC, recorded during the exodus of Israel. In order to show his gracious salvation kindness to an entourage of Gentile, pagan, New Agers. It was God's word that made them aware in the first place that there was a promised Messiah. It was then creation revelation itself that caught their attention and raised questions in their hearts and brought them to Jerusalem. But when they arrived in Jerusalem, they had to ask, where was the child to be born? And from the creation revelation that raised the questions, the scriptures themselves answered those questions in Bethlehem of Judea. And so they headed out to Bethlehem, and the star, it says, went ahead of them. It was God's book the book of the church that brought them to Christ. Wherever this good news is preached, fresh light shines on people who were formerly in darkness, the light of Christ. And people find God in the gift of free salvation. Consider the gracious act of God and all he has gone through to bring you to this place tonight where you might hear once again of the truth of Jesus Christ. There's a final thing that grabs my attention. It's what wise people do when they discover the truth about Jesus Christ. It says when the wise man came to the place where the star had stopped, where the child was, it says there they were overjoyed, or literally in the original text it says rejoiced, Greatly with exceeding joy. Joy to the power of four. Joy, 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 joy. Exceeding joy. That's what wise people do. Found only in the hope that Jesus Christ can bring in the back, against the backdrop of the miseries of mankind. But not only that, it says they fell down and worshipped him. They ascribed authority to this One born king, the son of God, Jesus Christ, who they would greatly praise. The one who brought salvation. The one who made it possible for mankind to get right with God. The one who made it possible for mankind to be freed to serve him, freed from their sins and from themselves, to live for him gladly. So joy and worship... And the third thing it says, they offered him treasures. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts. When people encounter the living Christ, when they understand and discover the truth of Jesus Christ and what it means to their lives, they can't help but become givers. Giving back to him, responding to him, offering him themselves and offering to him their best treasures. Their treasures of their time, their talents, their service. An overwhelming desire to give Jesus Christ the finest of our resources. And finally it says here, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. They listened to God. They went on mission. They went another way. They went God's way. That's what people do when they discover the truth about Jesus Christ. They go His way and begin to live their lives like the star itself. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, we are to be stars who shine in the universe, shining the light of Jesus Christ, pointing people to Christ, shining the way, taking people right to the place of salvation. And the place of salvation isn't a geographical location. It's a person. The person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is by him. If you um, don't know Jesus Christ, when you came here tonight, the good news is that history has repeated itself. The graciousness of God and his creative abilities have brought you to the place where you can learn about the Christ child, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. You are the Magi. You have found the place because you have found the person, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The Christmas season is just that, a fresh infusion of hope. God came near to us to make salvation possible. The gift of his one and only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that you may have salvation through him. To all who received him, to those who called on his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, to belong to the great family of God, to be changed, to have your destiny settled by Jesus Christ. That's the offer of Christmas. And so tonight we have gathered to praise him and worship him and adore him and thank him for salvation and to call out to you the possibility that if you're here and have never opened up that gift of salvation, God offers it to you again this year. That's what Christmas is all about. The purpose of Christmas, Jesus Christ came to save you from your sins, that you might have a relationship with God the Father and be with him forever. We would encourage you to make that decision tonight. Don't go another Christmas without having the Lord Jesus Christ as your own Lord and Savior. Let's stand for prayer, shall we? If you are on that journey of salvation, you are not related to Jesus Christ, but you wonder about him and you'd like to know more about him, we have some literature that you'll find on your way out. But please, let me tell you once again, That right where you are tonight, it's not complicated. It's simply turn your heart from yourself to God. Turn to Jesus Christ. He died for your sins that you might have salvation. Just turn to him and invite him. Whoever welcomed him into their life becomes a child of God. You can do that right where you are tonight. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, thank you so much for this amazing gift. And Father, our heart's desire is that everyone who hears the message would welcome that gift and receive it. You offer it freely here. Here you offer it. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the Savior of my life, and of the lives of the people who are gathered here. For all who welcomed him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Father, thank you so much for that amazing gift of salvation that we can serve you and love you with great joy and worship you and give to you and go on mission with you that others might hear and know and love our Lord Jesus Christ as well. So, Father, we, pay, we offer this evening as tribute to you as an offering of praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Good evening. God bless you and have a wonderful Christmas together with your families.